this is Kelsey Nelson, and you're listening to Studio 22Live.tv. Podcast episode number eight. Studio, 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 studio. Welcome to Studio 22 Live TV podcast, where we discuss valuable topics, interview amazing people, sharing their stories and valuable lessons learned to educate, empower, and impact lives across the world. Welcome back to Studio22Live.tv podcast. I'm your host, Fred Fitzgiles, and this is our eighth episode, and we're so excited. We have a special guest today with us today as we talk education and also we talk media and journalism. I really want to be able to take the time out to say thank you for all the listeners all over the world that have been tuning in to us. They've been downloading. They've been giving some really good feedback that the show is really impacting and that's what we want to do we want to basically just impact people and allow people to just get the some good information i mean we got enough constant negative news out there all the time but it's good to be able to come to one place to, to hear some great information about careers education finances and just something that can that you can have a takeaway and go and maybe to change your lives but before we get started introducing you to our amazing guest, Miss Kelsey Nelson, all of our listeners know I always love to start off the show on a high positive note. So yes, next up is our joke of the week. This one's called The Traffic Stop. An older lady gets pulled over by a police officer for going 70 miles per hour in a 35. The older woman says, is there a problem, officer? He says, ma'am, you were speeding. She says, oh, I see. The officer says, can I see your license, please? She says, I'd give it to you, but I don't have one. He said, you don't have one. She said, I lost it four years ago for drunk driving. Well, can I see your vehicle registration papers, please? She said, I can't do that. He said, why not? She said, I stole this car and killed the owner and put him in the trunk. You can take a look if you want. The officer backs up from the woman's vehicle, backs away to his car, and calls her back up. Within five minutes, five police officers show up, and the senior officer slowly approaches the car, clasping his half-drawn gun. Could you step out of the car, please? The woman stepped out of her vehicle. She says, is there a problem, sir? He said, one of my officers told me that you have stolen this car and you have murdered the owner. She said, murdered the owner? He said, yes. Could you please open the trunk of your car, please? The woman opens the trunk, and nothing was in it. It was empty. He says, is this your car, ma'am? She says, yes, here are my registration papers. The officer looks at the original officer, and he's very stunned. He also said that you don't have a driver's license. She said, yes, I do. She pulls it out and gives it to him. The officer looked at the license. It looks good, and now he's really puzzled. He looks back at the original officer, and he turned back to the woman and said, ma'am, I'm very sorry. My officer told me that you didn't have a license, that you stole this car, and that you murdered and hacked up the person and put him in the trunk. The woman said, mm-hmm, I bet the liar told you I was going 70 in the 35 too, didn't he? <laughs> the links that people will go to to get out of a speeding ticket. And that's our joke of the day. Next up is our birthday shout-outs, and I want to give a special shout-out. Happy birthday to Will Resto, Jacqueline Anderson, Wanda C. Robertson, Robert Butler, Latoya Rome, Krista Harris, James Gilbert, Desiree Hawkins, Kenyatta Brooks, Ion Monroe, Kenneth L. Shabazz, George Allen Hunter Jr., Ray Beard Scott, Nancy Boyer, Tiffany Pringle, Bishop Aretha Morton, Ira Phelps, and last but not least, Zeta McGee. 
Happy birthday from Studio22Live.tv. Today's guest, I have met this young lady online, and I'm so excited because I met her on LinkedIn. She goes by the name of Kelsey Nelson, and I'm so excited to have her on today because we connected because of the media, and I'm a big media IT guy, and I've just been so excited because she is a journalist, and she is a recent graduate, and I'm going to give you her bio now and introduce her to our listeners. Kelsey Nelson is a leading broadcast journalist. PR marketing specialist and event host. She's a native of Montgomery County, Maryland. Kelsey is a recent graduate of the University of Maryland College Park. She graduated with a degree in broadcast journalism from the Philip Merrill College of Journalism and received a certificate in African American Study. Kelsey is currently a reporter, guest host of PGCTV's The Round Ball Report and a sideline reporter, multimedia journalist for the Heritage Sports Radio Network. Kelsey is also a host on the PublicSquare.net and writes for the Testudo Times, a part of SB Nation, and is a co-host for No Filter Sports Radio Show. Aside from appearing in numerous radio and television appearances, Kelsey also recently started her own nonprofit, Books Breaking Border, to end educational bankruptcy. In addition to the above responsibilities, Kelsey is currently the executive media director of Will to Win Incorporated and is the marketing communications intern for the Bryant Educational Leadership Group and is also a sports writer for DMV followers. Kelsey has held previous internships with Comcast Sportsnet, Mid-Atlantic, the T. Howard Foundation, Smart Brief Inc., NASCAR, the Washington Informer Newspaper, the National Education Association, and the Executive Office of the Mayor in Washington, D.C. She is also a member of the Society for Professional Journalists, the Association for Women in Sports Media, Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated, and the National Association of Black Journalists. And with that impressive resume, I want to welcome you, Kelsey, to Studio22Live.tv. Thank you so much for having me. I really, really appreciate you. Now, that is impressive. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So um, tell, tell us a little bit about your background. We're going to ask you a couple questions. We're talking journalists. We're talking media. Um, when, when did you get into media? Tell us a little bit about you know, where you're from, how, how you came up, and how you wound up becoming a journalist. Right. So growing up, um, I always loved watching TV. I always loved reading newspapers. Um, my parents always had the news on, so I've pretty much always been surrounded just by journalism. Um, and so growing up, and starting in middle school, I joined the yearbook club and newspaper club, and I continued that through high school, um, where I actually got to be editor-in-chief of my high school's yearbook for two years, and I was the news director for my high school uh, newspaper for two years. Um, so continuing that, I got into it in college, and I've loved it ever since, but definitely started early and always knew what I wanted to do, and it's, it's really great to be able to start living out my dreams now. That's awesome. I seen a, um, on the end of one of your emails, it said, education is the key to unlocking the world, a passport to freedom from Oprah Winfrey. Uh, yes, and obviously my icon, um, and that's just so powerful, so powerful, because you think about how far education has got us now. Um, especially being an African American woman, just thinking about our history and how much we've, how far we've come, and still how far we have to go. 
Absolutely. Now, you know, I've been in media for over 20 years now, and but I haven't been on the broadcast side. Is it merely a, a male-dominated industry? I, I, I would say it still is. I think we have taken steps forward, um, especially since I'm mostly doing sports right now. Um, I was just at the Maryland game on yesterday, last night, um, oh. and it's funny because I looked up in the stands before I sat down, and it was mostly older white men, um, <laughs> and I still think that's what you see in TV now. Obviously, you have more women, um, but if you want to make that an even smaller thing to look at, look at the percentage of African-American women, um, and even looking at that, too, how long do they stay on TV? It seems like all the time, sometimes there's a new face, um, but yeah, it seems like, unfortunately, the industry is still dominated by white men and then second, white women, and it seems like African-American women especially are still coming in last. Now, did, did you said that you were at the game this weekend, and I heard they won? They did. It was a great game. I still remember the score, 75-59. <laughs> um, got to sweep Michigan State, first time in the Big Ten, so obviously I'm excited as a recent Terp grad, um, and there were so many people at the game, and again, it was nice to do that because... No one's up to being in the season that the Maryland Terrapins would sweep Michigan State, yet alone be the number 14 team in the country. Now, let me ask you this. You, have you always been in sports? I have. Um, my dad's a huge, huge, huge sports fan. Pretty much knows everything. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so funny. Like, watching Jeopardy, if there's any sports questions, he'll know pretty much everything. Um, but my dad went to Grandland State. So anybody that knows about Grandland State knows it's definitely sports, sports school. So I grew up watching football with him. Um, in basketball games and stuff like that. And I played sports up until high school. Um, so I definitely always have loved sports. And I've loved just the progress that sports is able to, been, to make in society. Um, I think about, like, Jackie Robinson and people like that, Muhammad Ali, and just how much sports has helped trans- transgress uh, society. I tell you, um, I, I, am, I have a lot of people that, you know, sports kind of runs this country. <laughs> Would you agree with that? Right. It really well, does. I definitely agree with that. And but it's kind of it's kind of strange to hear a young black woman talking so highly about sports because most of the time, especially in relationships, the guys always trying to shun the girls. So you must have an, an incredible advantage to be able to now <laughs> can talk talk the same language. It's so funny that you say that. Um, even on Twitter, I feel like I've I've heard people say I've earned my right to talk sports. Because I've proven myself, which is funny, but it's crazy that it's 2015 now and still, like, men are surprised a little want to talk sports. On holidays, you know, people are looking at me to go help coach. Now, I want to be on the couch, too. I want to watch the games, too. Um, <laughs> and, and that's what I've always loved, obviously. But, right, it's like when you're a woman, people are surprised you can stand your ground and talk sports. Even when we have, you know, top women playing sports and top women announcers and things like that. But I grew up with sports, and I feel like I can talk the same game that all the guys do with sports. Very nice, very nice. What are your favorite teams? I'm a huge Baltimore Ravens fan, so obviously I'm not really paying attention to the games this championship Sunday weekend um, <laughs> because I'm kind of salty about last week. I think the Patriots and the referees flipped us. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, I'm a huge Washington Wizards fan, so excited that they're doing great um, right now and having a great season. And going back to Baltimore, I love the Orioles, too. And obviously, since I'm a Terp, a terp for life and just graduated from the University of Maryland, I definitely love my Maryland basketball. Uh, that's that's awesome right there. So what are the challenges that you faced during your college? You just recently graduated. Congratulations. Thank you so much. Yes. Thank you, thank you. I, I was just watching your the, the commencement online and it was I mean, there's a <laughs> lot of impressive people. They, they they named you up there and I see your middle name's Nicole. <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> that was pretty cool. It was nice. It was so much fun. It's still hard getting used to being a graduate now. Like, I always have to say, you know, I go, no, whoops, I went to the University of Maryland, so I'm still in that phase. But it, it was a great four years there, and it definitely helped prepare me. There's a lot of people who don't have the opportunity to go to college. What advice would you give them if they say that they feel that they have a passion like yourself, whether it be for sports or finance or whatever it is, but if for some reason they don't feel like the opportunity is there because of where they're from or where, you know, just what, you know, what they were told, what, what, what kind of advice could you give them to inspire our listener right now who's out there thinking about going to school? I would, I would say, honestly, turn on your TV, look in your newspaper. Some of the greatest people we have now who have done the, the best things did not go to school or they dropped out of school. Um, and nowadays with technology, honestly, it's easy for you, I feel like, to make your dream come true and really just put a passion into it. Yes, I did learn a lot in school, but also I learned a lot of stuff outside of school. A lot of the internships I've had, I think I I think I did like 20 internships throughout college. Not all those internships did you have to go to school to be it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I even have had internships where I've been, I'm in college, but there was also high school kids getting involved early in the internship. Um, honestly, just reaching out, I'd always say find a mentor. I think that's one of the biggest things too. Find a mentor in what you want to do. I have somebody that can help you find a mentor in what you want to do. Because honestly, I think most people know now too, networking is key. It's who you know and who knows you, obviously. So, I mean, yeah, going to school helps, but at the same time, it's not the only path to get where you where you want to go. And you and you feel that um, the the reason for that is because of technology. I think technology is one of the key pieces. I don't think it's the only reason, but technology now, like if you want to start a business, like I'm trying to start mine now and get mine off the ground. I didn't take a. I think I might have took one business course in college, but I'm looking online. I'm learning from people. I found a mentor that wants to help me that has his own business. Um, so nowadays, I think online, you can really, really, really learn stuff. Um, and even some of the stuff now that I'm doing, I honestly learned online. And if you don't have a computer, I mean, now it's like you can go to the library, you can borrow somebody else's, you can do it on your phone. I think now it's easier more than ever just to try to get that knowledge. So would you say uh, in, the, in the theme of sports, there's no excuses? I would definitely say that. You have to get what you want. I mean, obviously... Um, being a woman in sports, I, I've heard all the time, you know, oh, you know, you're probably not going to make it. It's not for you. You know, you'll just be a face or whatever. But obviously, it's like when you know what you want, you're going to go after it no matter what. And obviously, everybody has a different path. Not everyone's going to go to college, be magna cum laude or valedictorian um, and just get, you know, live their dreams. You have to work for it. And I mean, I'd also say you have to trust and believe in God that he's going to see you through um, on your path. That's awesome. How do you keep such a positive attitude? Because this society is something else with all the things that are going on, the all the injustices and all the things. How do you keep such a positive attitude moving forward? Honestly, that's that's my faith. I would say I always I believe in God and I believe what he what he has, you know, seen me through and I have a strong support system in my family too. It's funny you say that. Everyone always says I have a smile on, which I think I always do and it's funny. In high school and middle school I got this smile, and I was like, oh, Kelsey, you're always smiling, but I mean, why not always smile? Because obviously, you're going to go through stuff, but that doesn't mean it's going to knock you down, and I, and I also want to smile, too, because honestly, I think people will take it for granted, but I mean, a smile can help brighten somebody else's day, and also, you don't know what God has in store for you, so, so why not smile? There's just too many things and too many blessings, especially to wake up in every day that you have to not smile. Absolutely. So I honestly just feel like it's it's thinking of just taking it with you and having a strong support system and really being around positive people, I would also say, is definitely key. And what's your schedule looking like right now? Because, I mean, you and I are connected tonight, and I'm telling you, you remind me of myself because my schedule is crazy. But even with <laughs> yours, you're just getting started. So how do you balance that 
That's so funny. Well, um, I have no life. No, I'm just playing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, honestly, I, I'm old-fashioned. It's funny. I still write down everything I have to do. I like to write it down in my agenda book. And I know most people don't do that now. They put it on their phones. But I feel like my phone rings enough, so I don't like that going. But, I mean, you do have to. It, it's a balance. It's definitely a balance. Um, time management is a key skill. It's not always easy for everyone, but that's probably the best thing that's helped me. I have a lot of stuff on my plate now, but I always set deadlines for myself. Um, and that means a lot of times I really don't go out much. I'm, I'm usually working, and that's just something you give up because there's, there's 24 hours in a day. you got to maximize it. Um, so there's always, always room to do what you want to do um, and, you know, just to keep grinding and, and going. And um, I see that you have a nonprofit. Tell us about that. Yeah, so one of the programs I entered when I was in school was the Rawlings Undergraduate Leadership Fellows, and that's under Mayor Rawlings in Baltimore. Um, and it's a, it's a, it was something near and dear to my heart. I actually started it with one of my friends, Joel, uh, who's actually still going to the University of Maryland. But uh, when I was in that program, we had to do a community action project. And it was supposed to just be four grades, but I wanted to do more than that. Um, one thing that's really bothered me is illiteracy rates, especially in the African-American um, and Hispanic communities. Um, luckily, I was, I was blessed. Um, I got to go to, I'm from Montgomery County, so obviously I got to go into a good school system, got academic scholarships to school, but not everybody has that. Not everybody is born into, into you know, those situations. So I started Books Breaking Borders, Books and Educational Bankruptcy to kind of help address those needs and kind of help um, for students not to be held back and just for students to read. A lot of the students we work with, uh, English is not their first language and not their parents' first language. And obviously that, that already kind of sits at a disadvantage for school. Um, and when I was doing work with the America Reads America Counts program, which is a program that was started under President Bill Clinton, um, and I did that at Maryland. I worked at Templeton Elementary School in Prince George's County. And every kid that was almost on the brink of being held back with students of color and Hispanic children. And obviously that's a problem because starting early in school, like third grade is when they kind of already see your path and it's crazy. And you probably already know this, but third grade is when they start to look at kids and when they start building jails and things like that. That's, that's a right. problem. That's right. And Absolutely. I'm a person that, I mean, yeah, there's a lot of organizations and stuff like that, but I'm a doer. I'm a believer. So you know, I've, I've worked with a lot of different groups and stuff like that. But when I see something, I want to start something that really spoke to what I, what something that, you know, was passionate to me and something that I could help with and see the results and get people to help. Um, and it's honestly been great. The community's loved it um and i enjoy it and that's honestly that's my true passion is really working working with children and again helping them get through and you know help achieve their educational goals um we actually need you kelsey because catching them at that right age i mean now if you catch them too late then you know it's harder but catching them at the right age and being able to give them opportunities that is so huge so i applaud your efforts and i feel um, just got a vision that you was talking that that's really going to take you um, way beyond anything you can think of because a lot of people wait till they're filthy rich to give back because it's a nice tax write-off. But this is something that's a really, really good, a really huge problem that you've identified now. And now you're actually taking action. You could say, well, I'll wait and put my three to five year plan. No, you are taking action now because now is the time to do it. So I applaud you for that. And I can tell the passion for you with, with the kids. And that that's going to return to you big time. And I, I appreciate that because obviously, right, I'm in college and I could have waited, like you said, but I want to do it now. Am I rich? No. But honestly, I mean, it just takes really a commitment to start something. Um, and that's what I wanted to do because obviously it's a problem that, you know, some kids don't even have good books, good libraries. 
um, or even technology now to read books online, and that, that's an issue. Yeah. And that's a problem that we want to, like you said, nip in the bud early before they get older and then write. It might be too late. Yeah. Because there's way, way, way too much, too much in these children to already, you know, start letting them fall off. And anything I can do, obviously, it's a, it's important to me. And it's honestly great that I got to start in college and get to continue. And I've truly been blessed and hope I can bless them. And how do, what's your take on, um, a lot of people feel that, I've heard that, you know, this whole thing about medicating the kids. I mean, I believe that sometimes, you know, children have different issues but I, I believe sometimes it's, it's kind of like it's kind of overdone. They're actually falling back on this. Instead of taking the time to teach these kids, they actually want to medicate them. How do you feel about that? I agree. Um, I, I feel like to society now, you know, we're so quick to find a quick solution. Like, oh, let's throw medicine. Let's, let's do that. But honestly, I mean, before when they didn't have medicine, these kids were getting through and stuff like that. There's been great people, famous people who, you know, some people have said they have ADD or whatever. Um, I don't think that's necessarily a disability. I think that's something we can use to an advantage. Um, and like you said, I think it's just taking the time out with these with these kids to learn. Instead of putting them on medicine, let's get extra teachers. Let's get teachers' aids. There's other, there's other ways, obviously, like you were saying, that we could uh, fix those problems instead of medicine just being a quick fix. Do you know a student who's doing exceptional work in school, on the honor roll, setting an example, being a leader, and also being an inspiration to their fellow students and peers? Then send us their information so we can enter them for a Student of the Month contest where they'll be recognized on the Studio22Live.tv podcast show every fourth week of every month. Send their name, their school, and why you think they should be the Student of the Month. This is our motivational moment, and I wanted to share something that I came across that deals with um, compromise. The best thing to learn in life is the habit of compromise. Because it is always better to bend a little than to break a beautiful relationship. A lot of times we feel that compromise is something that shows a sign of weakness. But in actuality, it shows tremendous strength. Because you're not going to win every battle. You're not going to win every argument. You're not going to win every fight. But yes, you do have to stand up for something or you'll fall for anything. But when dealing with relationships, whether it's personal relationships in your marriage, in your uh, relationship with your business or your children. Sometimes you have to be mature enough and have the wisdom to be able to compromise just a little bit for the sake of the relationship. Oftentimes our pride gets in the way, our ego gets in the way because we feel that no one's going to tell me what to do. This is the way that I want it, and they're just going to have to get used to it. They know how I am, so oh well. But if you have that mindset, then you're automatically sabotaging the relationship. And it cannot get any better. You want to learn how to get somebody to trust you? Learn how to compromise. Because when you learn how to compromise, you understand that you can pick 
certain battles and some you're going to have to let go. Some you're going to have to think differently, think higher, take the high road. You're not necessarily a weak person if you lose a argument. You're not a weak person if you humble yourself. You're not a weak person if you submit yourself. In actuality, you're strong because it takes a strong person to do that. Submission in any type of relationship takes strength. It's not a weakness. It's actually a strength. And compromising does not mean compromising your integrity, compromising your character. It just means that something that you would usually fight for and fight about, you recognize that my relationship is much more important than winning that battle because I love you and I treasure what we have more than winning. In your opinion, um, also dealing with the children, um, do you feel that we're falling behind because we're not adhering to our kids to like other countries? Um, I, I mean, I think when you look at the U.S. in general, yes, we are behind. I mean, I think it's there's reasons why. I think one of the best things I did, and I encourage everybody if they can to to go abroad. Um, when I got to live in Europe for a little bit, that's probably one of the best experiences. And seeing their education system, it is different. They went to school longer than our kids, um, and I mean through the school day and through the school year, but also they had more resources. They had a teacher. They had teachers' aides, not just one teacher's aides in those in those classrooms helping them um, by the wayside, and also their parents, and I think that's another problem here because we have so many cultures. They have programs to help parents be able to help those students in school, and I think that's something here, and I, that's one of the problems I think I hear here is a lot of parents like, you know, I've been out of school a long time. I can't help with this math. You know, it's been a while since I did that. Well, let's create programs, too, where we can help parents, you know, learn those things so they can also help their kids so learning goes beyond the classroom. And then I think that way that will make us more competitive um, with other countries. And also, as everybody's been emphasizing, STEM programs, those are crucial, obviously, to society um, society as a whole. Let's get students involved in those STEM programs early because they can do it. Um, and that's going to be, you know, those are going to be the next leaders that lead our country. That's amazing, and I love your perspective on that because that's exactly the direction that we need to go. And we need folks like yourself that has that vision um, to be able to implement the, the programs and start the businesses uh, so, we can, so we can actually make a change and make a difference as opposed to talking about it. Because there's a lot of talkers right now. Would you agree? I agree, and I think that's one problem with the media. I mean, even social media, especially now, we'll talk about problems, but, like, let's do something. I was at the recent pro, uh, protest in light of, um, you know, all just the racial divide between honest police and African-American community now. It's nice to see stuff happening than us just talking about it. Um, I think we need to go back to those grassroots days, you know, when we did do stuff. Because talking about it, yeah, that's great, but what's going to happen next? Mm-hmm. Um, it's putting plans into action and then implementing them. So I definitely agree. I know you still don't get out much, but you get a chance to see the movie Selma yet? I did. I actually saw it on the opening day, and I hope everybody sees it. And I mean, it's powerful. I I saw it twice now. Um, actually, just came back from a conference, the African American Student Leadership Experience, um, where we got to take 
all the kids in that program also to the movie, but um, that movie was great. Um, and it just shows, obviously, like what people went through. So, so we have the rights that we have now. And obviously, there's still a way we need to go. But that movie, honestly, was great. And I'm sad, like everybody else, they didn't get any awards for that other than the soundtrack. And it's so powerful. And I mean, I don't know about you. I feel like I'm a strong person. But when it comes to movies, I get emotional. So I would say, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, there's definitely some parts in the movie that'll, that'll really get to you. And so you sound like you're a movie buff, too, huh? I am. The thing is, I think is I like never cry except during movies. It is the funniest thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Movies get to me for some reason. That, that's awesome. Now, where where, where does where's Kelsey Nelson see herself in the next three years? Three years. Wow. Um. Hopefully, three years from now, I'm hoping soon to start sideline reporting, and hopefully, in three years, if I could be at ESPN. On Sports Center, that would be amazing, and I'm not even gonna say a thing. I feel like it's something I can do, and I know I can do, and that's what I'm laying the plan for now to get there in three years. And you were recently on that Sports Sportsnet. Yeah, I got to do um, I got to do a role with Comcast Sportsnet when I was interning with them, and it's been received great. I got so many views from it, um, but it was great. I got to practice reading plays and. Uh, play by play, and that was actually my first time doing that. Um, but it was great, honestly, and that just kind of built, you know, kind of gave me the the framework uh, to continue doing that. But yes, that was great, and obviously, I hope to be on ESPN or a local sports uh, station soon in a big market. I tell you, I saw that I saw the clip you sent it to me, and I'm telling you, you you have it. I mean, so a lot of people Thank don't have so it, much. but you really, really <laughs> have it. And this is a media. This is this is your peer talking, your media peer, <laughs> filmmaker. This I is, appreciate that you know, so much. And 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 uh, I'm not just saying that because you're my friend, but I'm just saying because the, there are some people um, that will go that route. But you know, there's I think there's a certain level of energy. And there's, there's, of course, there's a look. I mean, you, you know, you have to look. But there's also sometimes, there's some journalists that are great communicators. But they not right. they, they don't necessarily look all that good. But they but they get their point across and they do their job great. So to you, to have, you're, you're like a total package. So it's, it's great that you have everything. I appreciate that. And it really stinks Because obviously, I love journalism because I like it speaking to people. So you saying that means everything. That's the exact reason why I wake up every day and want to do that job. is because I want to touch people. I want people to feel the energy I have for it. And I want to tell a story. So you saying that means a lot. Ab- absolutely. So you said, um, I saw that also you, you dabble in a little poetry, huh? I love poetry. I actually got published in my first poetry book in sixth grade when I used to go to the Boys and Girls Club. Wow. Uh, but I've been writing poetry probably since third grade. I wow. love it. And what do you write about? I honestly write about just my emotions and my feelings. Um, my last one was actually on Mike Brown, and I published that on my site, and I got great, uh, just great feedback, but just my feelings. Um, I think poetry is just a great way to almost escape and kind of get it out there, but then also have your words touch other people. Like, mm. when I hear poetry, I'm in a different world, and then I feel it. Mm. And I think that's something that is kind of missing in journalism, is making people feel something. I want people to go, wow. I want, them, I want to leave an impact on them, and I want, I want them to say, like, what's next? And I think that's what poetry does. Um, so, obviously, here in D.C., I love busboys and poets, and any just anywhere where I see poets just really speaking their heart and their mind out. What kind of, what kind of uh, music does Kelsey Nelson listen to? I feel like I listen to everything, and I know a lot of people probably say that. Um, I will say I am part of the Beehive. I love Beyonce. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. Um, but I love everything. I love R&B. 
uh, much hip hop, especially R and B, especially nineties R and B. Love it, love it, love it. Um, I love pop. I love reggae. I feel like I love everything. Honestly, like I'm, I'm a fan of music. I would say mm-hmm. um, stuff speaks to me. I was just listening to Taylor Swift earlier. I truly just love music. Um, and just anything that makes me, you know, just feel a type of way. Yeah, well, music and media and drilling that that all f- falls in because you got to know music and know good music to make those good spots, right? I, I agree with you. It's like having a whole package, That's obviously, it. and especially living in this country, media, music, like you said, kind of just rule the world. They do. And who and who is your favorite journalist? Do you have one? Ooh, my favorite journalist. Um, I'm actually going to say Oprah, and I know that might be something a lot of people say, and it's funny you say that. My line name is actually Own. Um, <laughs> nice. That's for uh, Oprah Winfrey Network, and because... I like to say I own everything I do, and that's what I think she's done. I mean, Oprah, Oprah started from what some people say, you know, was like the bottom. Like, she wouldn't make it. I mean, look look at what she's done and all the doors she's opened mm-hmm. um, and continuing to open. I mean, and you're having her own network as an African-American woman especially. That's probably something that was never even thought about. And you're just talking about someone that probably wasn't even thought about during those years. Um, so I think she's honestly someone to look up to. She's made great pride and stride, and that's honestly who I hope to be. Um, hopefully, be like the next Oprah with my own twist, of course. Absolutely, with the with the Kelsey <laughs> Nelson twist. Exactly. You always you always have to be unique and be you and be real, and that's what I hope to do as a journalist. If someone was uh, listening to here and wanted, you know, we talk about journalists, and you you and I know what it is, but. Describe uh, what the, the the job really quick of a journalist is it because when I hear I see somebody talking in front of a mic, but I've seen some pictures that you had that you were actually on camera too. I mean, is, you know, describe mm-hmm. what a journalist is. I think there are different types of journalism. Like you said, there are some people who don't want to be in front of the camera, but those are the people most people know, the people we see on TV. You have writers, you have bloggers now, you have, you know, citizen journalists now. Um, but I honestly think, if I, in the most simplest terms, the journalist is someone that tells a story. Um, and I like to think of journalism as someone who is in the middle of society and the news. And I mean that because that journalist has to be able to bring the news to society. Um, but like you said, it just, it's just different forms of what you want to do. But like you said, I am in front of the camera, but I also write. Um, and I also blog. And I, and I just love the citizen journalist story. So it's kind of just being a combination. I think the journalist is being a person of many hats, of many trades, of many tricks. Yeah, I can tell you, a person of many hats, I can relate to that. (laughs) (laughs) I can definitely relate to that. But thank you for describing that. I actually definitely want to be able to post on our show notes page, um, you know, how people can contact you and and the websites you were talking about that you had your blogs on. I wanted to make that available to our listeners. But if if you had a chance to be able to speak to someone who's out there who is looking to get into your, your field, what kind of advice would you give them? And and also just kind of give them something that they can take away that's that's real, that, so that way they don't think that they can't make it happen for themselves. Um, I definitely would always say stay grinding. Do not let anyone get you off your path. And also don't be afraid of rejection. You're going to hear no, but honestly, it's that's probably one of the best things you can do. Um, I'll be honest, the first time I applied for the NASCAR internship, I got denied. Tried it again a second time, and I'm now I'm a NASCAR intern that completed the program and absolutely loved it. Um, and that's for many things. I've had a lot of internships, um, but I've also, you know, got denied some. I'd say definitely stay on your course, stay on your track. 
Um, and honestly, I would say let the haters or whatever, like, let that feed into you and be more of a reason to, to keep pushing. And also, don't be afraid to reach out to help. Uh, these people you admire, reach out to them or reach out to people that are close to them because, honestly, those are the people that can give you the best advice or the people in those positions. So, so, so the word no really means not now. I, you just took the words out of my mouth. I would honestly say that. And sometimes, honestly, sometimes saying no was probably the, it probably just means it wasn't meant to be, or it wasn't meant to be right now. Mm -hmm. um, and it might lead, and most of the time, I would say it leads you on just to a better better course and better path. Um, I am where I am because I have heard yeses and no's, and I mean, you're going to have to get used to it. You're not going to always hear yes. Um, but it's honestly just stand on that course, don't let anybody deter you, um, and just, you know, keep your faith. Well, I believe, um, I'm going to believe with you in faith and through prayer. I'm going to put this out there that I believe you will get that call from the own network. <laughs> and I do believe, I do believe I that you have, that. yes, I do believe you have something to offer. And so don't be surprised that on your journey, uh, things start line, you know, lining up for you. So I'm, I'm believing in you and I'm, I really appreciate you coming on the show and sharing your journey with us. And I just see big things to come. So the name Kelsey Nelson, as you guys are listening now, listen to this podcast. You can download it. It's free. You're going to remember that name, Kelsey Nelson. <laughs> but I'm telling you, you had the first time you heard it was on Studio22Live.tv. I want to thank you for taking the time out to be with us and just share your story with us. And the work that you're doing with the with the kids and the nonprofit is going to be absolutely phenomenal. So I thank you so much. No, I thank you, honestly. It means it means a lot. And I love the show, and I wish you the best. And to all the listeners, I wish them the best. And I hope anybody that, you know, wants to reach out to me really does. I try to get back to everybody um, as, as quickly as I can, because I know what it is, obviously, to start and just to keep grinding. So thank you, and again, congrats on your radio show and the success, and thank you for having me. Thank you so much. And how can people get a hold of you? Um, they can find me. I'm on Facebook. They can request me. I also have a page on Facebook they can like, K. Nicole Nelson. Um, I'm on Twitter at Miss underscore K. Nelson, on Instagram at Miss Kelsey Nelson. Um, and also they can go to my website. I have uh, my WordPress where I actually have my poem I was talking to you about is misskelseynelson.wordpress.com. And my website is uh, kelseynicole.weave.com. So they can contact me all those ways. Um, and I look forward to, to hearing from everybody. Kelsey Nelson on Studio22Live.tv. Thank you all the way from Maryland. Appreciate you. <laughs> <laughs> and hopefully maybe maybe so later. Yep, and hopefully maybe we can get you back on the show. I would absolutely love it. Just let me know and I'll be there. All right, thank you. I appreciate you. Take care. Thanks. Bye. At the end of every episode, when you listen to Studio22Live.tv, you are always going to be able to look forward to some words of encouragement, inspiration, or words of wisdom that can get you through the rest of your week, the rest of your day, or the rest of this year. And the one I have for you today is a powerful quote from Ray Goforth, and it's simply this. There are two types of people who will tell you that you cannot make a difference in this world. Those who are afraid to try and those who are afraid that you will succeed. So succeed anyway. Studio, Thank you so much for listening to Studio22Live.tv. We hope that you've enjoyed today's episode. We strive to continue to add value to the lives of all of our listeners, and we appreciate you for giving us time out of your day. 
Don't forget, you can check out the show notes and resource links on your website, as well as subscribe to our newsletter, and you can send us your questions, birthday shoutouts, comments, and suggestions on studio22live.tv. That's S-T-U-D-E-O 22live.tv. Always positive, always on.